Hi, everybody, and welcome to the MIMT podcast. Uh, if this is your first listen to the MIMT podcast, it is a podcast for massage therapists, remedial therapists, myotherapists, soft tissue therapists, and uh, clinicians alike. And uh, if you're joining us for the second time, this is our second episode, thank you very much for tuning back in. We must have done something right. Uh, I'm Steve Rogers. I'm going to be your host of the podcast today. Uh, today, what I wanted to cover uh, is discuss digital marketing. That's a huge subject and really an overview of what that means and how potentially it can help your business as a therapist how to grow and, and maybe address some of the do's and don'ts uh, of digital marketing. And it is, as I said, a big subject and a specialist subject. So to assist me in this topic, I've been joined today by an expert in this field, and that is Nathan Manning, co-founder and director of digital marketing agency, Gorilla360. Hey, Nathan, how are you? Good, thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me today. Oh, thank you for joining us and uh, taking the time to share your expertise and uh, knowledge. Um, I suppose, just so people know uh, who you are and uh, what Gorilla360 is, can you give us a bit of a background uh, as to who you are? Yeah, perfect. Um, well, as Steve mentioned, I am a, a director here at Gorilla360. Uh, since 2011, we've um, been helping businesses get more clients and we help in three key ways. Uh, firstly, it's about getting more traffic um, and predominantly website traffic. Secondly, it's about converting web uh, that website traffic into clients. And thirdly, it's about getting those clients to return and, and, and get more repeat business. So, so we achieve this um, through our search engine optimization, Google Ads advertising, Facebook advertising, and, and also email. Uh, our team here is about 15. We're, we're not the biggest or smallest agency around, but what I'd like to think is that we're big enough to provide the high level of expertise that um, our clients need, whilst also being small enough to provide the personalized care and attention that they deserve. A majority of our team is based here in uh, Newcastle. We have team members across Australia in Melbourne, Brisbane, um, Sydney and Adelaide. Um, over the years, we've worked with uh, dozens of different um, different businesses um, from kind of startups to, to small one-man bands um, getting up and running to, to larger um, listed companies and, and multi-national um, companies. And, and over that time, what we've, we've seen is that um, there is a formula for being successful online and there is a formula for um, getting from starting from zero and, and getting to um, the next uh, levels on the ladder. Fantastic. Um, well, you sound like an expert in the field, and it's good that you touch on the different businesses that you you kind of deal with, because I suppose to paint the picture, and we've had a chat offline in terms of who our audience is and who the listeners to this podcast are, is that they're generally either established therapists um, in the industry, or they're maybe even new therapists, just graduated uh, and looking to get their business started or to, to, to make it grow. And I think within the field of massage, we've got a broad spectrum uh, within that. And that could be guys who've got their own bricks and mortar clinics and their owners, uh, or they may be leasing space within someone else's clinic. They could be mobile. They could be working in a sporting club. And then even within that, I suppose, pr profession, you've got guys who are early adopters of technology and are already doing a lot of things digitally and they may need help. They might be doing things wrong. So guys who are just not IT at all, uh, and then the guys that sit kind of in between. And um, I think what most business owners across all businesses and just uh, almost as therapists as well is in general, they're really good at what they do. So they're good at working 
within the business, but ne not necessarily on the business. And when it comes to things like digital marketing, uh, there might be many barriers that could be an understanding of what that actually is. They might not have um, the time or the resources or even the budget to get started in digital. And I think, I think um, budgets are necessarily always get in the way. So what I want to do is probably unpack some of the things uh, that they can potentially do. And that's kind of paid and unpaid. Um, yes, of course. So I suppose let's, let's, let's go back to right to the beginning when we talk about digital marketing and, and, and what in broad terms are we talking about when we, when we say digital marketing? So in terms of digital marketing, like I view digital marketing as uh, anything online that, um, that helps promote your business. So I mentioned the services we provide. So um, yeah, Google um, is the lion's share of where people start their searches online. So that's a good place to start. Um, over 90% of searches people have online is on Google. Um, digital marketing also extends to um, social media like Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, email marketing, um, and uh, SEO. All right, so let's 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 touch on some of the I suppose the specifics of that, and let, let's let's paint a scenario here. And I'm, I'm I'm a new practice, or even an established practice, and I haven't done anything at the mo at the moment. But you know, business is slow trying to get more clients and, and and certainly within Melbourne we've been obviously in a state of lockdown for a long period of time and you know hopes on the horizon and in, in the next couple of weeks hopefully that's all going to start to open up and therapists are going to start to get busy and people are going to going online and looking to try and find where they should go so what kind of things should they be doing really immediately um, to get started so they can start getting noticed online yeah sure well um, there's I'll make the assumption that you have a website, um, firstly, and, and we can then talk about those um, those practitioners that don't have a website um, as a separate because the, the approach is different. Um, so if you've got a website, the, the thing that you can do immediately to start generating leads for your business is, is using Google Ads advertising. Um, that's um, the best place to start because people are proactively seeking your services. So, for example, someone's typing into into Google Massage Therapist Melbourne. Um, there might be um, about two or three hundred um, searches in Google for that particular term per month, um, and the cost per click will be around two dollars. So, every time someone um, clicks on your ad, it'll cost you two dollars for that visit. Uh, that's that's the best um, and fastest way to start generating leads as soon as your campaign's live. So. Uh, at I suppose uh, that that's that, that's a that's a paid way, and and the, the the thing that we we probably can get get from digital is that you can really localize first of all what you're doing in terms of the area or the geography that you the operate you operate in, um, but secondly, it's a lot. I suppose it's a lot more measurable. A, a lot of the guys who've probably been out there. Um, and I, I, I know this is a therapist from going back a number of years. You've got the flyer drops, you start pounding the streets and you're putting into the letterbox, you deliver about 10,000 and you get two appointments. Yeah. Well, that's not a great, great conversion rate. But I suppose with the digital, can you talk about some of the things, I suppose, that help you focus uh, locally and, and, and how they can get found? I suppose also want to talk about an unpaid version and a paid version of that. Yeah, sure. So um, I'll start off with the unpaid side of things. So in terms of unpaid, um, Getting a, um, a business Facebook page up and running um, is, is a way where you can start uh, 
creating a, a channel for communication with, with potential clients. Doing that by itself won't lead to clients though. Um, setting up a Google My Business listing page. Um, so the Google My Business listing is a free listing um, that Google provides. It helps you appear in the, in the map section. Um, you can set up a listing even though you don't want to show your address. So just say you are working from, from someone else's premises, you can always um, uh, have your business or your, your, your name present in, in search results, but not promote the fact that um, you have a, um, a location if that's what you prefer. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, and it'll just show up as a service area. Um, another um, free way to, to get um, some exposure online is, is registering for some free directories. So there's, there's um, a number of health directories out there online that you can you can register for. And, and the best way to find these is just to Google. <laughs> so yeah. just Google um, free free health directories or free directories for, for massage therapists, those type of things. And you, you will find some opportunities there just to get some, some initial um, uh, exposure and presence out there. Just be cautious of the paid ones. Generally the paid ones, um, unless people are going to that particular site to, to get um, your services, then they're probably not going to generate you the um the the results that 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 cost to subscribe to will um will be could we just go back to the uh the google my business uh listing so this is obviously something and uh, for, for guys if you're uh, i suppose searching for businesses yourself and it might be a bike shop etc it brings up that list into the side with the map and it's got a button that they can press call directly off your mobile device if you've got a website you can click through to the website and get the directions as well so this is a this is a free thing that's what we're talking about here aren't we yeah that's right so um the brilliance about that is it, it's localized and personalized based on people's search results um it's um it's made for local service providers because um Google will show the maps listing when someone types in something locally um, or when they're looking for something locally. So you most often you'll see them when you're looking for a restaurant or a cafe and, and they'll appear, but it also appears if someone types in massage, um, massage therapist St Kilda or massage therapist uh, North Melbourne, um, those type of searches will present um, Google My Business listings. And, and again, that's something that if we have got, say, a practitioner who hasn't gone to the expense or doesn't have a website at the moment, that it's certainly something that they can they can do. And they just what go Google my business, don't they? And then just register their business and yeah. then, and then go from there. And it, I think they used to send out a postcard to make sure you're at you're at that business and then activates it from there. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, there's a few ways you can activate depending upon um, your history. Um, Google sometimes sets up the the listings um, it's, itself too, based on um, other places where you might have your business listed, like other directories. So um, always just do a check first. You might have one and you didn't know about it. Um, if you've been in business for a while, that, that's definitely the case. Yeah. And the and the, obviously the, the, you mentioned that the other health directors etc. So yeah, I think um, I think Hot Frog and a few other things like that. You can just just Google them, and that does give you that presence again without having a website either. So these are things that ultimately you should be doing. You can do immediately and straight away to get to to give you that that listing. And I think local is probably the important uh, part of it. I know we had a chat uh, online with the everything digital. Uh, and social there's there's the element that you can open up the world uh to yourself but majority of your business is on your doorstep and which is what you're you're trying to attract and 
Uh, I think I mentioned uh, when we spoke about a, a podcast I listened to called More Cheese, Less Whiskers. And it was about becoming three mile famous uh, or in uh, metric, five kilometer famous. Uh, and that is basically trying to be the known to be the source or the expert in your field within your own geography. And that's where you really should be focusing. So I think those important, those are really important things. Uh, what else could we, can um, uh, someone do then from, from, as I say, sort of from a local perspective, if you really want to get known? Yeah, sure. I think you, I think you bring up a big, uh, a good point there too, um, around um, like being known for something. So uh, before you start any activity online, it, it's a good idea to kind of take a step back and and put together just a one-page marketing plan, which summarizes like who you're targeting, so who your ideal client is. This doesn't mean that you won't accept other clients, but it's just a client that if um, you had a client coming in and the door tomorrow who do you want that to be because you know that they they're a good client that returns to you they um they they may they might talk to other people about your services and be a good referrer for you um all the, the characteristics that would um contribute to to being that kind of perfect um target uh client for you think about demographics whether they're male female um, maybe there are particular suburbs where they're more likely to live and, and age groups and, and that might um, present opportunities from what their their pain points are or what the things are that they that are driving them to, to seek your services to seek a, um, a massage therapist um, so that helps you create content if you've got your your business facebook page you might do videos based around some of those kind of key pain points whether that's it might have to do with working from home and uh, neck pain, or um, it might have something to do with a um, particular condition that they might have or particular conditions that you treat. It might have something to do with um, coming into to summertime and, and people are doing different activities than what they were doing um, earlier in the year or different times of the year. And, and be able to cater to, to what their pain points are, what their needs are. It makes you, um, and, and when I say this too, I, I don't mean that that's all you've been known for and all that you focus on, but it's best to be known for something than, than for nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's, and that's where um, your, your three mile famous can come into play as well. If you, you kind of focus on that, that area that you, you service really clearly in terms of ge- ge- geography, and then also focus on those kind of key areas where you've got particular interest or expertise or experience or success or results then that makes everything else that follows easier and that goes for your website if you've got a website and want to, or, or building a website it goes for ads if you're doing facebook ads google ads or it goes with the content that goes on your facebook page um, if you're just um, if you're just posting organically as well okay so we we were talking about i suppose uh, what to post in terms of um, in terms of content. So we've probably maybe jumped a little bit of a step in terms of the the Facebook uh, page itself. And again, this is something that we can do uh, immediately. Most people, I think, have got one now. But uh, if if they haven't, uh, it's certainly a point worth making that you do need to separate it from from personal. Uh, and not to be advertising your business across your your personal pages because you're trying to create that that brand or create your business name on there. And there's lots of tutorials in terms of uh, how how to do that. I suppose there's two things that you need to we need to look at then here is that um, once I've got that business page up and running, 
how do I build a community around that in terms of getting people to come to it in the first place? Yeah, sure. We'll definitely um, look at the um, the Facebook groups or um, understand where else on, on Facebook itself your uh, potential clients are um, and consider being active on those. It's more about quality than quantity. So, so I don't feel like you need to be um, interacting on every sports club's page in, in the area, for example, or um, on every every particular group there is in the area. Just focus on those core ones that you think you can provide value that also have like a substantial following of people that um, suit your target client mm-hmm. and start there. Um, being active and involved, um, obviously posting regularly. Um, and it also depends on where you are. Like if you've got uh, 10 people liking your page and um, following your page, then um, you've got some work to do to build an audience first before you actually have someone, um, have something that people are going to be able to convert into clients from. So um, to really get some reach, uh, increase that reach um, using um, the Facebook ads side of things to, to amplify your, your messages, your posts across your target area is really important. Mm-hmm. So with, with Facebook, you do have um, promoted posts, which um, just appear next to an ad where it might say boost, um, or you do have the ability to um, sign up for a business manager account, which is free, and um, use the business manager or ads manager to, um, yeah, to target, target your ads at particular people. So those people can be people that um, have particular interests, demographics. They can be um, people that have um, certain interests. They can be people that um, have previously visited your website, engage with your Facebook page, your Instagram page, etc. Um, so it gives you a higher level of, of targeting, gives you more options, and it gives you more bang for your buck when you are um, looking to, to advertise. And it doesn't have to be massive either, does it? We, I think when people talk about um, paid advertising and you, re, you refer that back to uh, the old days where you used to put an ad within the local paper, et cetera. And that was, that's fairly costly, but, it, and you've really got no way of knowing who's engaged with that. Uh, and the difference really, I suppose, with the Facebook is that it doesn't have to be massive. You can dip your toe in the water and you can be, as you said, really narrow uh, in terms of you can um, do it within a, I suppose, a geog- geographical area, uh, interests, age groups, etc., and you can start to get an idea of how that's how that's performing. And um, I think that's a massive, massive advantage uh, of doing that. But as, again, I suppose that comes back. Then you you spend that money and you you see how you go. What questions should they um, should someone be asking themselves in terms of before I make a post? Um, you know, what should it be about? What some of the questions should they be asking themselves before they actually post something to their own page? Yeah, definitely. I think it comes back to that that ideal client. Like, um, so what's what do they want to know? What do they need to know? Um, with Facebook and Instagram, like video is is a much more engaging um, medium and, and a great way to to capture people's attention as they're scrolling through. Uh, keep in mind, m- most people don't listen to um, Facebook on with their audio on, so. Um, keep that in mind with, with what you're actually recording there. So if you've got some really great dialogue or, or voiceover or, or talking to the camera, just just keep in mind that um, 
most people won't actually hear it. So you need yeah. to need to capture their attention to actually want to turn your um, audio on for your, your post. Um, and it doesn't need to be Steven Spielberg quality. Like it's quite um, quite common on, on Facebook for people to record things themselves um, using their iPhone, for example, um, and get reasonable quality. You just want to come across as professional, come across as, as an expert in what you do. Um, being uh, approachable, genuine, and uh, obviously um, knowing what you're talking about within that um, within that video. For, for some clients, like in terms of videos, like a minute, a minute and a half is usually usually pretty good. Uh, it depends on the topic and what you're talking about. Um, in terms of some clients, um, we've had 15 minute videos actually perform really well, simply because the the target of that particular video was someone who was really interested in, in sitting down and learning more about that particular topic. Um, yeah. So in terms of, um, in terms of like for massage therapists, like it's about, okay, like what are those common um, pain points? What are the, the common ailments? What are the common um, difficulties that people are having that, that are related to, to what you can deliver and what, um, what uh, you, you, like your therapy can, can help them with. And what about, uh, I suppose, frequency? We hear a lot of uh, saying you need to be on there all the time and then you see some content and then going, that just stinks of something that you've, <laughs> you're putting on there for the sake uh, of, putting, uh, of putting it on there. What, what kind of frequency would you, be, would you be looking for? Or is it more about uh, quality over quantity? Yeah, it's definitely over quality over quantity. And, and you, you don't always have to feel like you need to create something yourself. You can always share other, um, other content and, and that's okay, um, but think of a ratio, and it might be a ratio of for every one um, piece of content that you're sharing or someone else's, um, you have four or five pieces of u- unique content that you've come up with, and and the content can fall into different buckets. Like um, it can fall into like a video that's talking about a particular um, injury or a particular condition that um, that you can help treat um, to to a um, uh, to a motivational quote to um, to something that um, that uh, might help someone get through their their work day, but um, that uh, yeah that that's related to the the brand or the messaging that you're you're trying to convey. So it's almost obviously some things might be uh, quite reactive in terms of what's happening uh, there, and then it might be something exciting or breaking about there. Uh, their clinic or, or, or practice, but um, I suppose it's worth uh, setting up like a, a, a social calendar. So you, you kind of uh, not putting that pressure on yourself. So you do have some kind of structure because you can obviously with on Facebook, you schedule those posts in advance as well. You don't have to do it there and then you can kind of be a bit more managed so you can carry on with your business. Yeah, that's right. So having a, um, having the, the calendar um, where you might have Mondays, you post this particular content, Wednesdays is, is this particular content and, and Fridays is this particular content is a great way. Scheduling it out is a great way to ensure that you've got that steady stream of, of content. And as from a practical perspective, it means that you can block out a chunk of time to, to work on content. So you, you might spend um, three hours every Monday morning um, working on content for your Facebook page, um, scheduling that in for the next next few weeks. And that doesn't mean you can't do anything else in between. Like you, you might see something happening um, in the news or see something happening um, in, um, 
in something that you follow yourself, whether that's could be sports related, health related, that you think would be um, or valuable to comment on and share. Um, and that gives you the ability to to be responsive to what's happening in the world. And, and sometimes that content will perform better because it is topical and it is something that um, attracts people's attention. Yep. Okay. And again, with, with what we're talking about here and we, with Facebook, we, we're still talking about they, the person hasn't had to have a website of, the, of their own as such. Of we'll, we'll come on to that in a second, the benefits uh, of probably doing that. What about Instagram and, and um, how Instagram can help them as well? Yeah, effectively, if you're if you're posting on Facebook, um, you, you might as well post on Instagram and get that exposure. Um, Instagram, similar to Facebook, it is it is a visual medium. So, um, when you're when you're posting things, the imagery or the videos that you do um, post is is really important to to get that cut through and and um, just scroll through your own feeds just to to get an idea of what what stands out and maybe what gets lost. Um, is is is, fan, is a great way for you to to kind of see what you need to be doing, um, doing yourself. And again, that differentiating between your business and your personal, I do see a lot uh, on a personal, I suppose Instagram feeds. Yeah, there's a bit of self promotion in terms of what you do, but again, trying to build up your um, your brand as such uh, with on Facebook and Instagram, and it being consistent from one to the next is probably important. Would you say? Yeah, definitely. So having a, um, we'd call it like a style guide. So um, what you can do is you can use um, uh, programs like Canva is a good one, um, which yep, helps you create. Yeah. Yep. So Canva is just a, an online graphic design tool or Photoshop tool, if you like, and you create templates. So that makes it easy for you if you're just doing, just say I was talking about the, the quote side of things, or you might do um, a particular um, uh, image that you like to um have accompanying some text on that um, on that particular uh, post, then you create a template so that you just drop the photo in on this this background template and all looks consistent. Um, so if someone does come across your content and they've seen it previously, they they do know that it's that it's yours and and that you're the one. Um, yeah, and it's it's just a, a form of branding. Yeah, and and, and uh, that name again is Canva. Uh, there is. Um... There's a free and a paid uh, version for that. And there's some templates for stories uh, and for social media. And the tiles are already made to the actual dimensions, which I suppose uh, show up best when you when you use them on those platforms. So I definitely um, uh, look at doing that as well. And even, I suppose, getting a, a designer. Nowadays, I think a lot of things are more accessible uh, via, you know, like Freelancer and Fiverr and things like that, where initially just to get... Uh, a brand or that style guide you speak to is is, is uh, certainly worth having to, to to the way you present yourself. I, I reckon. Yeah, definitely, and um, yeah, like it's a good point that you make that a lot of things are more accessible um, than what they um, potentially uh, may seem. And if you're going to the effort of of putting content out there, it's good to have some structure to it and an objective to it. One of the things that um, that many um, uh, but many people can can lose sight of is like, oh, well, what's the strategy behind this? Like, why am I doing this? And or oh, where's this leading to? And I think that's where a lot of um, yeah health practitioners might might get um, get lost when they're like, well, I've been doing all this content, spending all this time, but it's not producing results. Um, so you've you've got to bring that back to that kind of that marketing plan and your ideal client, who you're targeting, what are they interested in? Yeah. Um, and if and if you're not getting the reach, like. It is a numbers game. If you if you're not getting that reach, then perhaps you do need to test out some some advertising um, on Facebook to get 
get more eyeballs on your content um, yeah. and help them help them convert into to clients because it is a two it's two phase really like there's awareness so what you initially want to do is create awareness that that you are who you are and this is this is what you do um, but also make it easy for people to take that next step and encourage them to take that next step so it's not about always being um, salesy and, and ramming that message down the throat saying hey buy now get free steak knives you know not, not that yeah. um infomercial type approach but just making it tasteful making it um like relative and and making sure that it if you put yourself in their shoes of the person seeing this it would be like oh would i feel comfortable or would it make sense for me to be able to know that i need to take the next step and contact that's, that's this, a good point isn't it person. i suppose they um it, it, it's a it's a case of this this funnel they talk about where you're trying to get all these people towards you. So you're trying to track them to you first of all, and then once you've got them, I suppose what do you what do you do to keep them engaged? And then how do you once you've got them and engaged, how do you convert them from being I suppose a watcher of your content into turn, in turning them into into a client? So I suppose it's what what do you want your post to do? What's that what's that call to action? Is it do you want them to like your page? Do you want them to make a booking? Do you want them to refer? I suppose that, that I would go back to that. What questions are you asking when you're posting? What What do you want that post to achieve? Yeah, exactly. And um, it's um, coming back to before about about the website and um, having a, a website is is a, a way to develop a central hub for your um, for your services. And even if it's not something initially that's um, that you want to or have the ability to invest a lot in it's something that you can start with something that that looks um professional that that's on on brand that you can come back and, and build on over time so well let's let's, let's let's touch on websites that was a nice uh, segue it was very smooth nathan i like that <laughs> um so let's talk about that then because a lot of people haven't made that jump and it might be for a number of reasons that they feel i haven't got my own clinic as such i'm working with inside someone else's clinic but you technically do have your same same brand and i suppose it's inexpensive to do so what are the first steps they should be doing someone who hasn't got a website what what should they be doing first first of all yeah i think that the first um first step is if um do you have a name like a business name that you that you will be trading under or looking to trade under or is it your your personal name um the, the reason why that's important is if you're registering a domain name it's something that you want to you don't want to necessarily have to change um, and your domain name is effectively just your website address. So it could be um, Steve Rogers um, therapy.com.au mm-hmm. um, and, and getting that registered um, is, is cheap. Like it's less than $50 for a couple of years. Generally you can go to places like crazy domains or GoDaddy. Um, and um, and pick up a domain name. I would always encourage people to use use. It just it's it's it has a little bit more credibility um, than than something like a like a .net .au or something like that. Um, and yeah, so that's the first step is registering domain name. Along with that, you can get an email address. So um, then you can have Steve at um, Steve Rogers Therapy com.au for example and that comes a lot as, across as a lot more professional than having a gmail or um, a live account or something like that um, uh, email address that you're communicating with people from yeah absolutely 
Uh, next step from there is is actually getting the website developed. So you mentioned services like Freelancer, Fiverr, um, like Upwork is a, is another one that that you can use. Um, and effectively, they're just um, ways to to get in touch with um, freelancers or people and agencies as well that can help you kind of get started. Yeah. Uh, you can do things yourself as well. Like there's this tools like um, like well, WordPress is a really popular platform and something that like most of our um, health clients would be on. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's really SEO friendly, so it's it's easy to to work with and, and use. Um, the key thing is just to make sure it looks professional and and you're presenting yourself in the best best possible light. Um, a particular. Uh, factor for health practitioners is the fact that um is that you, you need credibility you need trust and people mm -hmm. are in uh, you're in their hands and when it comes to um their, their body so you, you need to f factor that in with how you're presenting yourself um digitally and online yeah and i, th I think um it, it doesn't have, and I think when, if you're going out there and looking at a website don't be alarmed because those, those prices can range from uh zero to ten thousand dollars to fifteen thousand dollars when you're yeah, looking really at websites so you'll be thinking why is that or is that so much and um i know wordpress as you mentioned i use that uh, i've used that myself it's very very easy to use i know there's uh, there's wix and a few other places you can you, you can set them up i think the big thing to take away uh, from that which i see which uh, i think a lot of therapists do and that make the mistake of is that they do have their therapy names at gmail.com uh, or a hotmail.com, as you say. And I think having your uh, info or admin or your name at your, say, steverogerstherapy.com.au does give you a lot more standing and it makes you look a lot more, a lot more professional. And, and that website that it's, you know, could be uh, set to, is, it doesn't have to be 20 pages deep. Uh, it could be a landing page initially. But I think it, the important thing to, to stress, like I said, is that it does represent you and it does represent you in a professional manner. Um, it's all right doing it yourself, but if it looks like a Word document with some headings on it, uh, then you're not really going to attract the uh, attract the bookings, uh, I suppose. But um, yeah, that's right. And it's in, um, there are a lot of templates that you can you can get these days, which kind of do the hard work for you. So they they look innately really well designed. So you just need to fill in the details, swap out some images. Um, try to use real images as opposed to stock images as much as possible. Um, invest in, um, you might know someone who's a good photographer or a proficient photographer that can take some good photos so that your, your site looks um, looks credible. Um, and um, be sure to, um, with that website too, it's an opportunity to, to target your local areas. So in your content, in the page copy, talk about um, the areas that you service, the, what you can actually do and the value provide. Um, and, and that can really, um, maybe it's not gonna have immediate results, but at least it lays a platform for, for down the track and gives you options down the track as well. Having a website gives you the ability to direct traffic to, from Facebook ads, from, from Google ads, um, from your Google My Business listing, something that you can put on your business cards or your flyers if you're using um, using them. So it complements a lot of other marketing activity. And like I said before, it's a central, central hub for your, your online activity. You have the, um, it gives you an opportunity to collect email addresses as well. So people, if, um, if you are posting content regularly, um, say through a blog on your website, it, it, it helps people to, it gives people the ability to 
to sign up and, and receive um, email um, emails from you. Um, yeah, and, and email is a good way as well to to maintain that co um, communication um, mm -hmm. with um, the great thing about being a massage therapist is it's a repeat repeat business. Um, if we can if we can get people to return, um, that's just as good as getting in. It's better than getting a new client because you don't have to convince them that you're you're um, credible, that you provide a good service, that you know what you're doing. They've already been there. So a great way to do that is through through email. Yeah. And I suppose that is the benefit um, of, of a lot of websites is that once you've got that page is that they are ability to, I suppose, plug things in, etc. So uh, I think you've got like your booking systems and you can get booking systems for there's free ones and there's paid ones that you can plug in to your system, which uh, is great if you're if you're busy working and you can get people booking in without having to dial them back, then that's, that's obviously very good. Newsletters, as you've, you've touched on. So a lot of websites have that sign up uh, things. And um, you also, you've mentioned a few buzzwords as we've gone through um, blogging and uh, SEO. So um, it, it's, again, it's a massive subject. We might be trying to cram too much in all, all at once, but uh, I suppose the benefits of newsletters uh, and blogging and, and, and what's the difference really between the two for someone who's probably not uh, familiar with blogging? Yeah, sure. So, so blogging is effectively um, adding a new page to your website. Um, it's generally answering a question or covering a particular topic. So, um, so this is it, like the, you sometimes see online, 10 things you need to know about knee pain, those kind of things. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, um, or uh, what you, five questions you should ask your massage therapist or yeah. what you need to be, um, yeah, like what are the um, 10 things you need to, to know um, about um, neck pain, those type of things that um, what they do, are they're just a, a way for people who are on your website to engage um, or to stay on your website. They're a great way for um, for attracting organic traffic to your website, so non-paid traffic. So if someone's searching for that particular topic um, and they're in your service area, then you can potentially convert those into into clients. Yeah, it, it, it's something that you can link to from Facebook. Um, so you can link to that particular article um, from a Facebook post and, and get people to read it. Um, you can link to that from a newsletter. So using programs like MailChimp, Campaign Monitor, um, to provide an intro to some of those blog posts that you have been um, putting onto your website. So again, that comes back to uh, saying, okay, this, this call to action. So if you put your blog post up on Facebook, that gets them clicking through to the website. And in turn, if you've got a booking system on there, gets them get some booking. So you're kind of building that that trust or your expertise in the field. And then you've also then they're one click away from booking in with you. So that's, that, that is that importance of having that website, as you said, because it's that central hub for everything to come into that uh, your clients can start to engage with. Yeah, that's right. And, and in terms of newsletters, so newsletters um, are something that's sent via email and is received in someone's inbox. Um, so um, a blog is a great way to feed. It's a, just a place to have content have pages on your website that you can link to from other places and is um and over time you can build up a really good resource so as an example like uh, we have clients that that post blogs regularly each month they might not get thousands of visits they might get 100 visits to some blog posts and each month they 
they're getting 100 visits from that particular blog post. Over a year, that's a, uh, a thousand plus extra visits. And you multiply that by the number of blogs that you're posting. It's a great compounding effect to, to, to drive more traffic to your website. Mm -hmm. And the more traffic you get, the more opportunities you have to, to get um, potential, potential clients coming through as well. And in terms of that blog post, and you've mentioned a few, there's lots of buzzwords being thrown out, which for people listening, I might need a bit more explanation. But a lot, I suppose a lot sure. of blog posts contain a lot of keywords, which people are probably searching for as well, which helps your your listing, I suppose, on on Google. So you you feature higher up, it, it, and that's a really good part of, of writing blog posts, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So um, there are lots of tools available and, and out there to, to kind of get an understanding of, of what people are actually searching for in Google. You can use Google um, Keyword Planner is one. If you, um, if you don't have a Google Ads account, then you can use a, um, a website called answerthepublic.com um, and, and that's a good um, tool to get an idea of what people are asking. But even if you don't go to that extent, um, you're talking to clients you're talking to, to people like at barbecues or maybe not barbecues at the moment, but um, on the phone or, or, um, or at other places that have questions for you. Those questions, if they're being asked of you, they're probably being asked online as well. So yeah. if, you, if you focus on answering the questions that people have in those blog posts, that's a good starting point. And, and using those, those um, you mentioned keywords. So keywords is effectively just the terms that people might type into Google to find out, um, find out an answer. And it's not always necessarily what you think it would be either. You almost have to put yourself in um, someone who's a layman rather than you're an expert in your field. You might think, oh, people might be searching uh, trigger point uh, therapy in Hollerberg, for instance. But it, it, more than likely, it's going to be a, a much broader search than that. So your website or whatever you're posting needs to have that kind of uh, language or content within it to get yourself higher, higher ranked on those searches, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And in terms of um, in terms of or like organic results, so that's the non-paid results in in Google. Um, I'm glad you clarified it, that because I'm sure people are going organic, organic <laughs> paid. <laughs> so, yeah. you explain the difference between organic and paid, <laughs> and people might understand a bit better. Yeah, sure. Well, so in terms of organic, organic's the the non-paid results in in search. Um, so your paid results are the ones that are generally at the top of most searches. They have a little icon with ad next to them. So that's a clear way you can tell. They're, they're very subtle in terms of the fact that they are ads. So um, the reason why Google does that is it so it encourages people to click on on ads. In the past, more people uh, or people would often say, oh, I don't click on the ads because they don't, um, they, I, I know people are paying for that. They're not earning it. Yeah. Um, but it's become less and less obvious with the ads um, that they are actual ads and they do take up so much real estate. So you, they usually will have four ads at the top and you might have some ads within the Google My Business listing section. So um, yeah, they take up a lot of real estate. Um, so if people aren't clicking on the ads and they're scrolling down, that's when they're seeing the organic listings. So your organic listings are earned. So that means that Google's um, wanting to put the, the web pages that are most credible, relevant, and popular at the top of those results. And from a, like we are Google's customers, we, we search in Google and use Google. So from, from our end, that's what Google wants to do because it's presenting the best result for that particular um, searcher. 
So in terms of what um, or how you improve your organic ranking, it's through SEO, search engine optimization. So yep. search engine optimization is about making your website more popular, credible, and relevant um, to Google. And that's done through on-site optimization or on-site SEO and off-site SEO. So, so on-site SEO is about using those keywords that people are searching for in Google. So um, we talked about massage therapist, um, Melbourne, for example, is, is, a, is a broad one. And using that in places that, um, that Google looks and, and pays attention to. So that's page title. So the page title, when you do a Google search, the page title is, is generally the, the first thing you see under um, um, on a listing in search results. Your um, headings on the page. So your headings um, are the big, pretty much the big text that you might see on the page um, and the content or copy on the page. So looking at the, the text, what we're seeing is that um, the, the quantity um, of content on pages is having more of a more of an impact on the the rankings as well. So, if you've got a hundred words on your um, on your service page that um, describes what you do, and someone else has eight hundred to a thousand words, then there's a good chance that they're going to outrank you um, in that um, particular search term. But it has to read well as well, doesn't it? I think that in the old days, you used to go to a web page and it was written badly. It was just loads of keywords tried to be forced together into a sentence and you go, and this doesn't make any sense, but it was a clear um, attempt at trying to get to the top, but that's actually not rewarded anymore. Am, am I right in that or am I behind in that? No, you're right. And, um, and the reason for that is Google is getting better and better at being um, able to understand how people respond to a page and understand the, the quality of the content on a page. It considers things like readability. It considers things like dwell time. So how long people are spending on those, those pages as well. Um, and so that's the on-site side of things. The on-site side of SEO is um, from, uh, from the, the listener's perspective, it's the best side of thing to focus on because you control that. You can add copy to your website. You can add new pages. You can add text. You can change um, page titles, headings, etc. So you have a lot of control over that, and and that has a big impact. Like th those things, you can make changes today. And if your website's been around for a while and you've got some form of credibility, um, you can you can see um, see the results of that. Sometimes within a few weeks or a few months, um, a few months later. Yeah. Um, in terms of the offsite side of things, so offsite SEO is um, is predominantly about citations and backlinks that you have to your website. So citations are um, name, address, and phone number mentions on um, other websites, like yep. predominantly directories. So you mentioned Hot Frog, those type of things. It might be white pages, it might be um, like those health directories that we mentioned. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and backlinks. So backlinks are links to your website from other websites. So what, why that is important is, is Google can't just rely upon what's on your website to understand how credible you are. It needs to, um, it needs to look at um, factors off your website to, to gain that level of um, popularity and credibility, authority. Um, it's like asking, asking your, um, other people about how good you are as opposed to asking you how good you are. Right, okay. 
so you want to kind of get it's, it's I suppose like all the businesses all the businesses talking about you and listing you on their website and then that becomes a hyperlink back through to your site and that helps the listing so things along those kind of lines yeah that's right um, so in terms of in terms of that side of things it is um, it is hard to get links and, and that's why they, they are important um, it's hard to get um, other people to link to you so that's why my Google does place um, importance on those side of things and, and that's why we like I'd encourage your listeners to focus more so on the um, their their website and what's on their website what they can can, can control so adding more copy making sure they're using the keywords that they think people will be searching for creating blogs those type of things and uh, I, th I think people listening to this now will be going seo search engine optimization paid search and the head will be exploding go <laughs> you, you lost me uh, at the beginning and I, I mentioned that because there are obviously resources that you can look up online to try and get a better handle on this and um, i know google themselves um, have uh, in something called Digital Garage and there's a course, there's actually a course called Fundamentals of Digital Marketing, which does give you a bit of an explanation of all these terms. It's something I would, I'd recommend anyone to do. It's free. Uh, there are some shorter versions of that. However, that's kind of getting your understanding. Um, I do feel and listening to that and, and going through it myself that it is worth at least at some stage engaging someone who's a professional in it. And th this is probably a little bit of a plug for you, Nathan, but in, in, in general, initially to get yourself set up because uh, you mentioned about having the right headings and uh, which one's the right heading and what should you be doing. Um, but I suppose word of caution, uh, there's when people do start to search it there, if they're not uh, coming to yourself directly, there are a lot of claims of come with us, give us so much money and we'll get you to the top of page one. And I hear that a lot. And then they hand over money and it doesn't happen. And uh, it's something to be aware of. So uh, what are your recommendations about engaging someone to help initially to get that started? And, and I suppose what's an average kind of costing you would probably be looking at to put behind something like this. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's, it's, it is, SEO is hard in terms of the, the, that side of digital marketing and it is earned. So results don't happen overnight. Um, and be, because of that, um, I'd be cautious around businesses that, that guarantee results. And if they're guaranteeing keyword rankings, you've just got to be cautious around what that actual keyword is and whether it actually is a keyword that's meaningful for your business. Um, in terms of um, what some considerations are, um, you, you want to make sure that they have a clear roadmap for, for what they're doing for you and, and what you're getting for um that cost something might be cheap but cheap doesn't always equal value um, and on the flip side too expensive doesn't always equal value either mm -hmm. um, from from a cost perspective um, there's businesses that charge anywhere from like $500 a month for, for SEO services um, and it goes up from there generally the clients that we work with they, they might be spending um, kind of a thousand dollars um, to $2,000 per month of the SEO. Um, and that's just reflective of the fact that they're generally more established established businesses uh -huh. um, or, or practitioners. Um, and um, you can always, yeah, you can always do, it's about doing your homework, talk to clients that they've worked with, other clients that they've worked with, find out a, um, a bit about their success rate, their history. And, and like I said, it's find out what they're doing and, and how they go about things because um, you don't necessarily need to know everything about like how how they do things and, and 
and whatnot, but it's good to know why. Just like yeah. when you're explaining to, um, yeah, to your clients that, um, yeah, they don't need to know everything about how the body works and how muscle tissue responds to massage and things like that. Um, but it's it's important that they understand like what you're doing and um, what they can do to help also. Um, massive amount of content there for everyone to, <laughs> to digest and it's great information and I hope um, uh, guys have taken it away from that. Uh, I suppose if people want to get in touch with you guys and want to um, pick your brains about what the next step should be, be at and uh, how would they get in contact with Gorilla 360? Yeah, just jump on our website, gorilla360.com.au. Um, you can um, give us a phone call um, or, or drop us an email and, and we're always happy to help. Um, we also have live chat on our site too. So if you wanted to um, reach out that way, we're available. Um, and we're always available to, to have a, a conversation with, with you um, and, and point you in the right direction for your specific needs, regardless of whether we can actually be a good fit for you in terms of a client, always more than happy to, to, to kind of um, answer some of those specific questions that you might have about, about yourself and your situation and um, help, help navigate some of those minefields in digital marketing. Beautiful. All right, so um, we're going to wind it up uh, here now. You've got um, one last question. I suppose, what's, what's the one thing they should be taking away from this now that they, they should be doing? We've covered a lot. We've, we've covered um, Facebook, Instagram. We've covered Google My Listing, Google My Business page, uh, setting up a website, et cetera. And we've been talking about what they should be posting, what their message is. What, what's probably the key thing they should be going away from here now and, and uh, hitting the stop button? What's, what's next? What, what would you suggest? I, I think it's taking that step back and, and thinking and doing that one, that one page marketing plan. Um, and like identifying who they're targeting, um, but also looking at it a little bit deeper in terms of like, why, why am I different or why should someone come and see me? Um, and, um, and think about the things, sometimes a good place to do that is research others. So you can look at who's ranking best in Google and see what they're promoting and see whether you've got something that's slightly different um, that you can, can um, promote and you can communicate that that's really important because that kind of flows out into everything else that you do it, it's the um, how you position yourself and the messaging that you provide is is um, flows through to your posts on Facebook flows through to um, maybe your the name of your business if you're just kind of starting out and, and registering a domain name it flows through to the, the blogging content your email newsletters it, it might even flow through to how you communicate when when you're actually um, uh, meeting meeting clients and and um, yeah working with them and helping them uh, helping them get get better or feel better um, from where they are at the moment. Beautiful, great uh, droplets, pearls of wisdom of information for everybody. And I, I I appreciate it's it's a much bigger subject than we've discussed here today. In fact, it could probably be a whole webinar series uh, if we unpacked uh, even more things from there. And who knows, we we may do that in the future. But Nathan, I really appreciate your time and joining it today. I hope uh, everyone can get something uh, out of this. Um, but uh, thank you very much, Nathan. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it.